0: We're talking about seeing the resurrected Jesus today, and you've heard these testimonies. You have one, too. We have seen him. He is alive. I'm David Runyon, your pastor here in the church, and it's my privilege to share with you this morning thoughts about the resurrection. You see, Jesus just shows up. He shows up, risen. Risen. He shows up transformed, and he transforms as he shows up. It's what Jesus does. Does it all the time. Did it on the resurrection, on that first Easter. It's what happens all the time when Jesus reveals himself to us. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 8, Paul is explaining the good news message. That is his gospel message. That he preached. And at the core of this gospel message is the resurrection. It's all about Jesus. His crucifixion. His death. His resurrection. It's all about Jesus showing up in people's lives. If you have your Bibles, turn with me there. Let let me read those verses to us. And just hear how Paul describes his gospel message. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, beginning at verse 1, it says, Now, brothers, I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel, you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you have believed in vain. For what I received, I passed on to you as of first importance. That Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. That he was buried. That he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures. And that he appeared to Peter and then to the twelve. After that he appeared to more than five hundred of the brothers at the same time. Most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James and to all the apostles. And last of all, he appeared to me also as one abnormally born. For I am the least of the apostles and do not even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. Jesus. He just keeps showing up. He just keeps showing up. Paul says that he was one untimely born, but Jesus showed up in his life. Paul says, I was one who was a persecutor of the church, but he showed up. He changed my life. And he says, this grace was not without effects. Jesus just keeps showing up. He did it all through the centuries. He's shown up to the simple and the humble. He's shown up to kings and rulers. He's shown up to just average men and women. Just average people. He's shown up to people like you. And he's shown up to people like me. Some of you know my story. I was raised in the church. I just didn't get it. Anybody ever done that? I was in church every time the doors were open. I just didn't get it. Nice people around me enjoyed being with them, but I just didn't get the message. And then one day God began to show up in my life. He began to poke at my heart and remind me of things. And and I always felt like I'm a good guy. I'm this guy on the outside. You would not have known me to not be a Christian I was a nice guy. But Jesus began to poke at me just a little bit and say to me, it's not about who you are on the outside, it's who you are on the inside. And the inside I didn't want to look at. I tried to run away from that. But he would not let me go. One day at Christmas time of 1974, that dates me just a little bit. God broke into where I was at. He showed up. (laughs) And I saw Jesus like I had never seen him before. And suddenly, I knew this Jesus was the one I needed. I knew this Jesus was the one that I wanted. And and I saw Jesus in that moment. I didn't see Jesus physically stand in front of me. I didn't even see a writing on the wall. But I saw something in my heart that transformed my life. That's what he does. This resurrected Lord just appears. He just comes. He just meets us where we're at. Meets us at the point of our need. Speaks to us of our need. Draws us to himself. Is continually inviting us into relationship with him. And you know what? He doesn't stop showing up. He just journeys with us, as some of these videos have said. And as you would share in your stories... He just shows up. He shows up in the good times and the joy. He shows up in the sorrows and the trials. He shows up in everything. That's what he does because he's the resurrected Lord. Many of you have asked uh, myself or asked Norma, how? How? Do you keep on going in the midst of all of this? How, how do you how do you keep on going when when you're living in the face of cancer and a very limited life expectancy? How do you keep on going? And my answer, if I if I got down to all of the other little pieces of what I might say to you, is is that Jesus just Shows up. He just shows up. And he journeys with us. Now, I'm really grateful that God has sustained Norma and, and, and that we have had the years that we've had. But you know that it is more than just length of days that he brings. It's more than that. Is resurrection, transformation that happens. I look through the rest of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, which, by the way, if you ever want to take a test on your Bible examination, it's the resurrection chapter. You'll want to remember that, all you budding, aspiring teachers. See, I look at this passage of Scripture and I, and I hear Paul's words about the resurrection and I, I hear something that resonates in my heart and resonates in Norma's heart. You see, because of the resurrection, we think more about the broader scope of eternity than about a particular moment in time. See, our earthly existence is but a little dot on this grand line of time. It's a blink of an eye. Blink. Everybody blink. Just give me a blink. That's it. That's your life. In eternity's scale, that's your life. A snap of the fingers. A breath. That's that's all it is. And, And sometimes we live in this mindset that says... Wow, this is everything. I've got to do something with all this. And it is, and we want to. But you see, it is the resurrection that reminds us that, that we are more than just this breath, more than this blink of an eye, more than this snap of a finger. There is so much more to who and what we are because of the resurrection. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 verse 19 says this. He's talking about the resurrection from the dead and and he says, if only for this life we have hope in Christ, we are to be pitied more than all men. Paul is saying to the Corinthians, he said, you know, this Jesus business isn't just about this life. If it is just about this life, why are we doing all of this? Why are we living like we live and doing the things that we do and all that stuff? And it's good. It's a good life. The life of faith is a wonderful life. But if that is all that there is, if there is nothing more than just this life, Paul says, we're to be pitied. We're wasting our time. If there is no resurrection, if this resurrection eternity business is not for real, Then we're just wasting our time. But you see, there is more to our existence than this present life. It is not just about being a nice person, doing nice things to make the world a better place. It is about something bigger than that. We realize that because of the resurrection, because of the resurrection, we make different choices about what is important to us. Norma has chosen to invest her life in others, in the church and in the world around her, not by accident, but by intention. Because she knows that there's more to life than just this life. First Corinthians chapter fifteen verse thirty-two says this. Paul's describing his life, and he's saying all that he's done. He's invested so much into the proclamation of this gospel. You remember the gospel is what? The gospel is Jesus Christ lived, died, buried, resurrected the third day. That is the gospel. He's saying I've invested so much of my time and effort and energy into this ministry and this proclamation of the gospel. He says, If I fought wild beasts in Ephesus merely for human reasons, what have I gained? If the dead are not raised, let us eat, drink. And you know the next line's not here, but and be merry for tomorrow we die. He's, he says if, if this is it, then, then 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 what are we doing here? See, all of us make choices about how we invest our lives. We're either decided that it's all about us. That is the eat, drink, and be merry concept. Life is all about me. Life is all about my stuff. Life is all about what I can accomplish and what I can accumulate and what I can do. You either decide that it's that or you decide it's something else. You decide that it's not about us, that we are not the center of the universe and that In fact, we are invited into something much, much bigger that calls us to invest ourselves in things that have eternal value. The resurrection is the affirmation and the celebration that there is so much more to life than just me. It's a choice that we all make. What's life about? Is it me? Or is it something much bigger than me? The resurrection does something else for us. Because of the resurrection, we try not to let sickness dominate our thinking. We're not really excited about cancer. We would be very happy if that just all went away and disappeared and was never more. See, because in the midst of all that cancer, there is sickness and there is weakness and there is just a bunch of yuck that surrounds it. But you see, the resurrection reminds us that there is something more awaiting us. We understand that in the next life, we have new bodies. These new bodies, there is no more sickness. There is no more pain. There is no more death. There is no more suffering. There is no more of this stuff. And the resurrection is this testimony of saying, you have something else awaiting you. And we can be preoccupied with our bodies and with our health, either in good health or in bad health. (laughs) But Paul would remind us that there is something more. Verses 42 and 43 say this. "So, So it will be with the resurrection of the dead, the body that is sown perishable, It is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. You see, there is something new coming. This natural body of ours is not forever. There is a new body coming. A body like unto Jesus. And in that we find hope. And the resurrection is the testimony of that hope. Perhaps most importantly, because of the resurrection, we don't have to live in guilt, in shame, or in fear. So much of our lives are spent preoccupied with those things. I'm your pastor. Now, I don't walk on water. Norma almost does. (laughs) We are fully aware, fully aware of poor choices that we have made, words and actions that we'd like to take back, and moments of selfishness and shame that we don't even want to think about them. And I'm guessing you have two Places where either we feel that shame and we feel that guilt, or we have somebody pushing that on top of us. The resurrection says we do not have to live in that place. It is because of our belief in the resurrection of Jesus that we have been forgiven. We don't have to live in fear and we don't have to live in guilt and we don't have to live in shame. We have been forgiven. Amen? You get that. Hear how Paul says it. You've heard these verses many times. You probably heard them most often at funerals. But I'm telling you, this is not just a funeral passage, it is a declaration of freedom. Look with me to verse 54. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. You understand? We sang the song earlier. We heard that several songs. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? For the sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We live in the victory of the resurrection because of our faith in Jesus, because we do this in remembrance of him. We remember his death and his burial and his resurrection. And in that we find forgiveness. His sacrifice was not without effect in us. Here's the deal. We say with Paul, I've just seen Jesus. I've just seen Jesus. And it changed everything. It changed everything. Have you seen him? Have you seen him? Paul's message is still the message of the day. Jesus Christ walked among us, lived, was crucified, dead, buried, and raised to new life. By faith, we believe it, and it changes everything. It all rises and falls. On the resurrection's friends. It all rises and falls on the resurrection. If the resurrection is not true, we have nothing. But the resurrection is true. And because of that, we have everything a different understanding of time, a different understanding of priorities. A different understanding of our physical bodies. A different understanding of forgiveness. We no longer have to live in guilt and shame. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? What was the two words we can say? Amen? Or, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, it is. It's everything. It's everything. Would you pray with me? Jesus, we are so thankful for a plan that we don't really understand. Who would have thought of something like this? God, come to earth. Walk among us, teach us, show us, show us what it is to be godly. And then this pure and spotless Lamb of God, Jesus, without sin, sacrificed on our behalf. But not just a death but resurrected to life. And and because of that, we too have life. And you just keep showing up. You're here right now. Lord, speak to our hearts. With your heads bowed and your eyes closed, I just want to ask you this question. Where do you need Jesus to show up? Some of you are here and you're a bit like me when I was a kid growing up. You just came to church because your parents brought you to church. You didn't get it. You didn't understand it. You just came. You may be here today in that very place. But maybe today's the day when you get it. Today's the day when you say, Jesus, I need you. That's what it took for me. I I had to get to a place where I just said, Jesus, there's nothing else. I know who I am on the inside. I need you desperately. And Jesus just shows up. And suddenly there's forgiveness. Suddenly there's no more shame. There's no more guilt. There's, there's this newness of life. Maybe that's you today. You just need to say, Jesus, <laughs> I see you. Maybe you're here today and, and your heart is just struggling. Maybe you're like Norma and I, that we, we, we struggle sometimes with just say God, how do we get through this sickness stuff? I need you to show up. Remind me of hope. Maybe you're there today. Maybe there's just a broken spot in your life. Jesus to show up. He wants to show up.